Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We caught up with Paul West Sells. He's the CEO of Western Copper and Gold. This is a big, and I mean really big, copper and gold story. But something's changed, and we get to the bottom of what. So if you want our thoughts and opinions on the conversations, the topics discussed, and indeed the company, uh, you can find that at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club, where you can also find detailed company reports and analysis. There is commentary from experts from around the world on a variety of companies and commodities. There are training courses on there to help you with your diligence process. We've got summaries of other interviews that we've done to help you save some time. And of course, if you want to join a thriving community of investors sharing their thoughts and ideas with, a, with each other in a nice, friendly, safe environment, you should go and join them at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. Paul, how are you doing, sir? Very, very good. Good to see you. I haven't spoken to you since October. How was Christmas and New Year's? Was it good? Well, you know, Christmas, New Year's and COVID is, was super exciting, but... Uh, <laughs> At least I've got a couple of young kids that, that, you know, bring that Christmas spirit to the whole, the whole thing, right? So uh, it, was, it wasn't too bad. I can't complain. Fantastic. I did a lot of skiing here in Vancouver. Oh, yeah. stop it. You see, that's, that's the trouble <laughs> with you Canadians and the Australians. The Australians are going, yeah, we were having barbecues on the beaches, and you lot are going, yeah, a lot of skiing put in. We sat here in the grey, cold, wet, miserable Greenland, the green green fields of England. But uh, look, I um, wanted to touch base with you because a few exciting things have happened since we last spoke. I'm not going to get into business plan, strategy, et cetera, or team. Uh, we, we discussed that. I'll put a link below to the interviews that we did last year if, if people want to get into the, the, the weeds with regards to the company. But I want to focus on a few things. So you've raised a stack of money, which is interesting to me. Some drill results less interesting to me. You've got some uh, board changes. Uh, I'm just wondering what that means. You know, what you're going to, what you're going to be doing, some new personnel, I should say. Um, yeah. So maybe we should talk about those. But before, before we do, give us that one minute overview of the business for people new to the story and we'll pick it up from there. Sure. Yeah. I mean, Western Copper Gold, very, very simple uh, company. Uh, we've got one asset, which is the Casino Copper Gold Project. Uh, located up in the Yukon. Uh, this is a large uh, copper gold porphyry. Uh, overall categories, we're talking 3.5 billion tons of ore, uh, containing 22 million ounces of gold and 11 billion pounds of copper. Uh, and we've been developing it, oh, for about 14 years now. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a good time to be in copper. It's a good time to be in gold. And that's the overview. Yeah. I mean, when we've talked in the past, we've kind of featured on the fact that it is massive. Those are big numbers and people kind of get slightly yes. intimidated by those numbers because it's going to take a big player to come in and get things moving or, you know, whether it be come as a partner or take you over uh, or for you to get money that you're going to have to raise to get producing gold and copper or copper and gold, whichever way you, you plan to. But um, I think the narrative is starting to change. It feels like it's starting to change with this race, 28.75 million bucks. That's a lot of money. What is it, why did you do it and um, what does that tell you? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's it's a lot of money, certainly for us. I mean, it's actually the largest equity raise that we, we've done actually as, as Western Copper and Gold. So, I mean, it, it certainly is a, a pretty big equity raise. Yeah, and and if you look at the investors, it, this is public now uh, that, that came into that equity raise. I mean, they're, they're blue chip, 
uh, U.S. funds, you know, the Fidelities and Franklins of the world. So, um, and, you know, our message when, when we were raising the money was very, very simple. Uh, you know, copper is, is now going to go on a run, which we're, we're hopefully in the, the first bit of. And if you look at copper, copper gold assets, uh, and you look at once, and I'll come back to the size, because size is important, uh, that are sizable, um, are in good jurisdictions, are economic, that's a very, very small number of assets, and we happen to have one. So, on um, you know, on one side, you know, as you're pointing out, well, some people are intimidated by the size because it comes with a large capital cost number. On the other side, that size attracts a certain, you know, type of potential partner, potential acquisition, as you pointed out. I mean, uh, you know, one of the jokes I tell people is that I have actually had a couple of meetings with BHP. They look at this too small for them. You know, they, they only hunt giants. Now, you know, some of the other copper guys, it's it's right size, but you know, these little these little copper assets, you're not gonna get a lot of interest from from any of the majors. Right, but, I, but I'm interested in this change of narrative because you've been telling that story for years. People don't understand yeah. there's a lot of gold, there's a lot of copper, right? Yeah. You wanna say that. So what's changed? How, because it's not just about, oh, the copper story, EV thematic, oh, we need lots of copper, right? I don't think it's just that. You look at how, how um, you know, the run that gold's been on in the last sort of, let's say, 15 months or so, it's it's significant. So what's been the thing that's changed people's opinion of the potential here? Have you given them more data? Is it change of, I say, the narrative, the story that you're saying? Or is it just... They've got made money elsewhere and they've got to deploy it somehow. <laughs> I think it's the last one. Um, uh, the, uh, I, so there's a couple of things that, that have changed. I think, I mean, it, it's for me, it's sort of interesting because I think once you get, I mean, when we were sort of a 50 cent stock, uh, you know, and, and people looked at us and they said, boy, to, you know, to get this thing through permitting, uh, you know, get all the engineering updated, like that next step is going to cost them. 20 or 30 million dollars and you know we as a company and our shareholders were like we don't want you to go out and dilute all of our shares by half to do that so and then when our share price went up really on the back of just the commodities going up we have this opportunity where we can say hey we can go out reasonable dilution raise enough money and that's the important thing with that amount of money that we have right now that amount of money is enough money for us to get all of the engineering done that we need to get done all the way through permitting. Right. I think the, the, the control is the fact that you've now got the money. I'm just sitting in the bit, the, the conversations with these big fidelities of this world. I mean, what were they asking of you? Because they've got lots of choice out there. There's lots of ways they can spend their money. Why, why, why this unchanged in belief in your ability to deliver? Well, I mean, first thing is, is there a big, a lot of choice? I mean, you do this. How many copper companies come up that have, you know, multi-billion ton deposits, good jurisdiction, you know, all those things that I just mentioned, there's maybe three or four, right? That's it. So, I mean, that's point one. I think the, the biggest thing is they, they wanted to come into copper. The other part, the, the X factor here is also, there's been a bunch of changes at the board level. Um, you know, we brought on Mike Baton, he's, you know, big money guy out of New York. He had those those connections, certainly, but I think he also, uh, you know, he's he's an M&A guy. He's a businessman. I mean, he can create value, um, you know, just by very looking at opportunities, business opportunities, not just 
buy us out or, or bring in a partner. I mean, those are obviously things we've been looking at for a, a number of years, but are there business combinations that make sense? Uh, and so, you know, I can tell you this because I've been doing this for the past six months since Mike's been here. That's been a, a key focus of, of the company is, you know, what can we do to create value within the company as well? Um, just by some, some being good businessmen. So you took language of JVs and M&A. So yes. it's giving you some optionality when you're having conversations with these funds as well. Is that the kind of things that they liked hearing? Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, they invested $28 million, right? So, I mean, I mean that that's the message and that's the message to the market. I mean, my, my simple, my elevator pitch right now is, is, look, we're doing three things. Advancing casino, that's, you know, where most of that money is going. Um, the second thing is, you know, a little bit of exploration here and there, um, you know, to keep, keep the story going in terms of we had this land package that we got next to us. And, and, you know, we, we did a bit of work on that last year and, and we'll talk a little bit about what we're going to do in the future on that. And the third thing is aggressively go out and, and, you know, see what opportunities are there. Well, that's literally the question I was going to ask you is the secret to this, the, the, the change that has, that is, seems to be happening is that you're being a bit more aggressive, a bit smarter about the way you position the company. Because it, it, like, it's been yeah. in this sort of hi- hiatus. This is sort of very yeah. sort of tepid market and it's been 14 years in the making, right? And it was, you know, and obviously it's had various growth spurts during that phase. But do you think people got bored of the story and they needed this kind of aggression to pay attention? Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, when you say, are you being a bit more aggressive? Are you being a bit, I would say more than a bit. Like, I mean, it, you know, we, we went from being parked to, you know, putting the foot on the gas at, at full, full uh, pace here. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's it. I mean, we, we were sort of stuck in this, this, this rut, uh, and it was share price related. It was the broad market related and it was a board that was sort of like, well, you know, we almost got bought out a couple of times and, you know, it'll happen. Let's just be patient. Whereas now it's like, let's make our own future. Let's make our own destiny. Now we have the money to do it as well. Well, and and so that's why there's going to be some excitement. Okay, I, so, so that's that's a big sea change, obviously, since we last spoke. Mm-hmm. Really, so I think yeah. that's important to note. I think the other thing important mm-hmm. to note is now you've got the money, you're in control of how you go about deploying it and to what end. So, what are you going to spend it on? Yeah, I mean, most of the money is going to move to moving casino forward. I mean, casino is, uh, you know, this is a great project. You fully unlock that value when you get it permanent. And, uh, you know, that's going to take probably four years, maybe five. I mean, you know, permitting takes a while. But we, when we paused the permitting, that was four or five years ago. I mean, if we hadn't paused, now there were some monetary reasons why we did that. But if we hadn't paused it then, I'd be talking to you about this permitted project in the really hot copper market, right? So I think it's like, let's get that going. Let's update the engineering. So, I mean, right now we announced that we're, we're, we're going to do actually a PA first, just to, you know, a quick check on everything, get that out, get that in the market, and then into a full feasibility study by the end of the year. Um, and, um, that's where that money is going. Right. So then there's a, that's an updated PEA, is it? Was that? A- uh, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, we actually had a feasibility study. And so we looked at, do we just update the feasibility study, uh, or do we want to sort of do a quick check at sort of a PEA level? Do that. I mean, we announced it 
end of the year, we should have results uh, in four months, four or five months. I mean, very, very quick, right? So it's, it's a quick check on that. And then all that will roll into an updated feasibility study at the end of the year. But I mean, the old feasibility study was 2013. I mean, you know, pretty dated, pretty different world back then. Right. So, so what's going to overdue be, for an update? Uh, absolutely, absolutely is. And but yeah. you know, I referred to earlier at the beginning of the conversation um, around some draw results come out which are kind of meh. You know, so coming back to this aggressive uh, new mm-hmm. you, the new the new look. Um, new look, yeah, yeah. Like does that change the way that you go about uh, tackling upgrade, up, updating the PEA or indeed the feasibility study? Do you get more data in there or are we expecting it's just confirmation of what you already have known, whether it be historic yeah. uh, or, or, or recent times? So, so yeah, so the biggest thing that's going to go into this updated feasibility study is the new resource, which we released last year. And it's not about the size. Okay, um, it's got a lot bigger, that's fine. More importantly is that we actually did quite a bit of drilling, uh, infill drilling, and we're dropping our strip ratio from probably 0.6 to less than 0.5. Massive impact on the economics. You know, I can't, I can't overemphasize how, you look at our project, people look at our project, ah, it's big, it's low grade, eh, you know, look at that strip ratio. That's what drives things. You know, that's what makes these projects economic or non-economic, and that's what we have in spades. Fantastic. I, um, there's lots when you've got something of this scale. There's going to be lots of this tweaking, this engineering, because when you've got a multi-cycle project, that's what obviously materials are looking for, and they can tweak the economics. These low-grade um, projects really start to um, stand out. What else are you going to be looking yeah. at? What else are you trying to tweak well so i mean that's i mean that's going to come in uh you know we did a lot of work on tailings and you know okay. it's boring stuff but let's be honest uh every big project uh to get that through that permitting hurdle you know when i go into communities when i talk to the first nations they want to talk tailings they want to talk about what's happening with the tailings we spent uh 18 months working with the first nations uh in particular and the governments and the regulators on tailings and, and what to do with that that's going to be rolled into this updated engineering um those are the two big things uh a little bit better metallurgy we've got some some metallurgy uh a little bit better recoveries are going to get rolled in so it's it's not like one big change but there's a lot of sort of small positive changes that are going to really i think have a positive impact on the uh, no, no, I'm, I'm excited to sort of see what the PEA comes up with. So what was the timing on the feasibility if you do do that? Well, so the updated PEA is Q2. Uh, updated feasibility, I mean, we'll, we'll sort of see, I mean, everything that goes into the PEA, of course, will go into the feasibility. So, um, you know, I haven't released timing on that. I mean, end of the year-ish. Yeah. So there are thereabouts. Yeah. Okay, so so that's yeah. quite exciting because it's going to tell the market, reconfirm to the market, the economics, also the resource coming in is, is is fantastic. What they're going to go is that's still a big project. It's a big project. So the conversations that you're having now are around optionality of JVs or other acquisitions, which are complementary to what you've got, right? And yeah. some of the conversations which you'll have been having for a long time now with some of the big boys with big balance sheets who find you interesting. Obviously not BP, uh, BHP rather. Um, who knows, maybe, 
and I mean, I don't know where they're going to find their uh, future copper production. So uh, maybe they'll have to look smaller. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I guess the, the, the question is, the, what's, the, what's the big so what at the end of this? So what should we be going away thinking about this new look uh, company of yours? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's uh, if you talk to me, you know, probably not the last time, but two times ago, I'd say, well, we're looking for a partner. You did. And, you said it. And and I probably said that. Certainly still are. But now it's like, or are we looking, because that board was like, we're sort of done. You know, we've been here for 14 years. You know, get this thing sold enough, now, Paul. Whereas now it's like, why don't we create a company? Why don't we maybe buy an asset? And 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 we've got sort of horsepower on the board now that could potentially do that. We go out and and create a copper company, right? So I mean, do we buy an asset and bring it in? Do we buy a gold asset and bring it in? Not just a development asset, maybe an operating asset, maybe you know. So you start to build, you know, a company that isn't just a single asset company, you know, that has maybe some cash flow, and then you can we can start to talk about. Well, that cash flow, uh, you know, could potentially come in and begin to fund the first part of casino. And you begin to start that dialogue. And we're not just sort of sitting there with the, you know, please partner with us, sign up. You know, we're creating our own destiny. And so that's, again, that's sort of the big change now. And from let's call it a year ago to now is that, you know, we're going out and, and trying to look at those opportunities. There aren't just partnerships. We certainly are doing that. Um, that's certainly a key, key thing we're looking at. But, you know, again, controlling our own destiny. Are there things we can bring into the company in addition to casino to create value? No, okay, um, fantastic update. I mean, I think you are now in control of your own destiny. It didn't feel like it last mm. year, right? At times, yeah. at times last year, because of the market, because I guess the lethargy of the, the previous board structure, but you know, so I think some American bankers, some people love them or hate them, they make things happen. I happen to like them. They, so yes, uh, they, they do. They're, they're not about sitting and waiting. Uh, that's not a very good, they certainly don't do that there's much. No, there's no quietly spoken suggestions. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it will happen. Um, well, Paul, I like, appreciate the update. It sounds like um, PA is the next big thing we should be looking out for. Are you going to yeah. be, be blowing any money on any more drilling? Do you need any more data? I mean, this, this year, this year is really the focus is on the engineering. I mean, you know, I looked at the drill results. I mean, there's always interesting things in the drill results. Um, but, you know, do we need to get bigger? No. I mean, I think that the idea is that when we're in, in, uh, uh, permitting, we have some, we have always got lots of targets to, to look at. We've got a, a good deep target. We're not an exploration story right now. We never have been. Um, but, you know, we did that last year. I, if we do anything this year, it'll be small. Um, Sort of okay, makes sense. So now all you've got to do is drive that share price. So you feel that the events that you're focused on, PA, potential feasibility, maybe end of the year, beginning of next, you think that's going to drive a little bit more excitement in the marketplace? And of course, whatever your, these conversations that you may or may not be having with other parties. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you've got, I mean, it's it's uh, this updated PA. I mean, people have, have been looking at this project for a while. But I mean, the last time we actually had up-to-date economics was 2013. So now it's like, okay, let's cement them in time right now and just, you know, and all of these these little sort of small things, but they all are going to add up. I mean, the script ratio is huge. Some better recoveries are huge. I mean, all these things are going to be very, very key. Um, and then, you know, it's, it's this X factor. It's the new board. It's the new, you know, being aggressive as a company. Um, and, you know, 
I can, can't reiterate enough. I mean, high copper prices drive those, you know, now you have your top 10 copper companies saying, what are we doing in terms of our next production? Where is it coming from? Uh, they weren't asking those questions when copper was at two bucks. They were saying, how do we stop bleeding cash? <laughs> now they're rich in cash and it just changes that element. So, I mean, copper is on a different cycle than gold. And, you know, we're half copper, half gold, but, you know, this asset sits more comfortably in a copper company. Okay. At least you haven't told me you're a silver company. I've seen that too many times this year already. <laughs> I thought that was only well, that was only Monday. That was only one day, I think. <laughs> look, Paul, great to speak to you. Glad things are going well. I like the new look. Um, stay in touch. Pick up the phone. I'll be delighted to take your phone call. All right. Th thanks a lot for the opportunity, Matt. And, you know, I just want to remind, remind your viewers, you know, this is a big year for us. PA coming out. We've got just raised a big whack of money, and the job is to put that to work. Uh, and new board, new outlook, and aggressive uh, attitude in terms of moving forward. So um, exciting times. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to CruxCast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.